0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today's show is going to be about Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor, which is a weird one and is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. We've got Josh Bell from Awesome Movie. You're joining me on this one. And uh, we had a lot of great puzzle pieces. We get into a lot of good stuff on this one. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Before we get into it, I want to remind you, as always, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together in your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, Uh, follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, and if you've been listening to the show lately, you know that, well, two big things, Uh, number one, I'm now 40, so uh i'm recording this before i turn 40 so it's weird to say i am 40. i'm 40 guys but uh yeah no i'm 40 now at the time you're hearing this so hey everybody i'm 40. and i just released a new album again i haven't done it yet it comes out this weekend and uh, i am very excited about it it's called david rosen and I promise I won't be plugging away at it for months and months to come, but at least for the next couple weeks, I'm going to keep telling you about it. The new album, David Rosen, features 16 new songs, and if you've been a fan of this show for a while, you hear I always play pieces of my music at the end of the show, so you kind of already know what my music sounds like, but this album, I truly believe, is the best thing I've put out, and I really want people to check it out. There's a new music video called Multiply that's out right now on my YouTube channel and, of course, on my website, bydavidrosen.com, which is also where you can find out how to get this new album, David Rosen. So check that out. And uh, I hope you enjoyed our album commentary episode that played last week. Uh, We got another special episode coming up after this uh, Possessor episode. And then we'll probably be on to just mostly movies again for quite a while. But I'll always be leaving you with music at the end of every episode. And uh, there's more music in the works for another album. So lots of that coming soon and lots more movies to cover. So let's get into Possessor. Possessor. <music> All right, so joining us today, we've got Josh Bell coming back to the podcast to talk about a weird one. This should be a, a lot of fun to talk about, but uh, Josh, how you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: I am great. I am uh, looking forward to talking about this movie. This is the... Uh, the last recording session before I turned 40. How about that?
1: Oh, wow. Well, happy birthday to you then.
0: Uh, ah, this will go up after. So you're um, late in saying happy oh, birthday. It'll whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Possessor, um, wh- was this something you were, you were looking forward to ahead of time?
1: Yeah. I mean, I know it had been at Sundance and it had gotten a lot of good response, uh, from, from critics and from viewers there. So that kind of put it on my radar. And I haven't, I didn't see Brandon Cronenberg's first movie, Antiviral, but Mm. I like David Cronenberg a lot. And I know that this movie, uh, I think as well as Antiviral, both of them had been compared to David Cronenberg work and and David Cronenberg has kind of semi-retired at this point. He hasn't made a movie in a while. So, I mean, in that sense, I was looking forward to it also kind of carrying on that that legacy or whatever and uh on its own it it sounded like something I would like. I I'd seen those those good reviews. So I, I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it, it is interesting when a filmmaker like pretty clearly is following in the footsteps of, of a parent or something like that and not trying to, you know, hide that at all because it does seem to be, you know, at least somewhat in the same realm as his father.
1: Right. And I haven't looked up any you know, interviews or anything like that and whether he's, he's shy about talking about his dad as an influence, but I can't imagine that he pretends that that's not the case. Um, that's
0: a pretty cool influence to
1: have. Right. I mean, it's not <laughs> like, yeah, obviously David Cronenberg is a, is a major filmmaker and has made tons of great movies and there are plenty of other filmmakers influenced by him who are not his child. So (laughs) certainly nothing wrong with being influenced um, by David Cronenberg. And this is Brandon's. This is his second film. And Mm -hmm. presumably, if he continues making films, he'll do more to establish his own voice and, and get into his own realm. But starting out this way is certainly nothing wrong with that.
0: Sure, absolutely. Well, uh, why don't we jump in and get into some puzzle pieces? What do you got for your first one for Possessor?
1: Well, since we're talking about David Cronenberg, I feel like I could have named a number of David Cronenberg movies here, but I settled on Existenz, which mm-hmm. is uh, another also features Jennifer Jason Lee, um, who plays uh, this sort of game designer. It's got like a virtual reality. Uh, element, which there's a bit of here in Possessor with the job that Colin has where he uh, puts on these goggles and spies on people's lives. Um, Sure. And that's a a whole virtual reality world, but it also involves people taking on different identities um, Mm -hmm. sort of within this game and losing track of what their identity actually is. And there's a lot of... uh, plugging things into one's body, like we sure. have in this movie. Uh, I mean, the, the opening scene is that's one of the first things that we see. And um, a lot of that, um, which was a common David Cronenberg theme in a lot of his movies is the, the technology interacting with human flesh. And mm-hmm. um, so I think that movie probably out of all his films is the one that connects most closely to this one.
0: Yeah, no, I've only seen it once, like way back when it first came out. I I really want to kind of go back to it because it seems like something I would really love and I don't really remember it that well. I'm much more familiar with his last few films, Cronenberg, but... um, Uh, Yeah, definitely that whole like going into, you know, other personas and the whole kind of technological horror aspect of it. And I I do love that about the, um, the technology in this movie, how it all kind of has, even though it's such high sci fi, it, it. Kind of is tied back to almost an old feeling technology with a lot of like gears and tubes and you know all kinds of stuff like that.
1: Right, there's that mix where this movie seems to take place in the future, but also maybe in some kind of alternate past, and you don't mm-hmm. really know exactly when it is, and that's it, it contributes to that unsettling feeling of the story. Sure. Yeah. No, I
0: like that a lot. I, I, like you said, it it definitely. Adds to that uh, that unsettling feeling of not like knowing where where this could potentially be within the timeline of you know humanity or whatever. But, right. Um, all right, I'll jump into my uh, first piece. I'm going to combine two movies here, which uh, one of which this is a first for me. Uh, I'm going to do a movie I haven't seen yet. Okay. Um But I'm going to combine Christopher Nolan's Inception and Tenet. Uh, of course, I haven't seen Tenet yet. I know you got to see it at the drive-in. I, I have not uh, ventured out yet, but uh, he does have a knack, though, for combining these you know, would-be just straight-up kind of spy thriller kind of movies with some kind of high-concept sci-fi. And really, that's what we we have here with Possessor, except for a much, much more violent version and a lot weirder version as well, depending on your definition of weird. But I definitely think that disqualifies. But still, uh, you know, it it is, when it comes down to it, kind of a spy story, uh, you know, or or an assassin story or espionage or whatever, and uh, mixed with all that kinds of crazy uh, new technology.
1: Yeah, I had Inception on my list too and and having seen Tenet, I think it's 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 a little similar, but Inception is is much closer I think to this, especially with the okay. whole kind of corporate takeover angle that both mm-hmm. of these have going where that's the motivation for this weird sci-fi thing. And ultimately, especially I think in Possessor, that aspect of the story is really not important at all. Um, right. It's really about these characters and the way their identities are bleeding together and whatever. And the idea of, uh, I mean, they talk about at one point or Jennifer Jason Lee's character talks about the guy who's who's hired them for this job. And we never even meet him. He never even shows sure. up on screen. So it's it's not even, it's not important at all. But, um, and I think with Inception too, it's sort of this pretext to get those characters into this crazy dream world. And, um, then it's not really that important what their I couldn't even tell you what their initial like mission in in Inception was anymore. Oh
0: yeah. No. I've I absolutely no idea. And I, I think Inception also uh kind of takes almost a uh like a video game approach to it. Um whereas I guess with Existence, you know, you also have the video game aspect too. Yeah. But uh but this is a little bit more uh strangely action movie-ish. I I wasn't expecting that going into it, but I think it kind of goes a little more in that direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this movie, Possessor, has been billed as a horror movie, and Mm -hmm. that may be because David Cronenberg is known as a horror director and this is being connected to him, but to me, this was far more of, like, a sci-fi movie just with, like, a lot of really graphic violence in it.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I think they're releasing it under the name Possessor Uncut. Right. Which
1: makes no sense because at at no time was it cut, but they're just, they're trying to really play up the idea that like, this is so extreme, but we didn't Mm -hmm. try to water it down for you, (laughs) which I, whatever, whatever works, I guess.
0: Yeah. Whatever gets the uh, people out to the weird sci-fi movie. Right. (laughs) Totally. So, what do you got for your next piece?
1: All right. Well, my next piece is a a TV series. is Joss Whedon's Dollhouse, um, okay, which is a show that I quite liked and and was not a huge success, but has a cult following uh, among the Joss Whedon fans. And this is a show about. I mean, it was sort of a spy thing, and it 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 evolved very uh, drastically over the course of only two seasons. But the core concept involved these characters who had different identities imprinted onto themselves in order to perform certain jobs. And when it started mm. out, it was a little more, uh, not lighthearted exactly, but a little less serious and heavy. And they would get these personalities in order to go on, become escorts and things like that. And then as the show progressed, these, these personalities were far more about uh action spy type missions and eventually about the world being taken over and identities being broadcast into people. But you could absolutely see one of the characters from Dollhouse having the kind of mission that Tasia, that the main character here has in Possessor. And that question of identity and who am I really after I've become so many different people eventually was the central theme in Dollhouse.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I never did see the uh, dollhouse, but I'm going to just take that piece and continue right along in TV and go with the OA, oh, yeah. uh, which also another series that deals with, uh, you know, eventually deals with like kind of switching into these new personalities and a whole lot of like crazy sci fi that. And this is something I do wish I had gotten a chance to see Possessor again before we talked about it because I feel like there's so much more to it to really dig into. It's pretty confusing kind of like trying to... uh you know, follow along with who exactly is who at any given moment and and uh what what exactly the effects of everything going on are on each of the people and I think the o a had a similar thing where it's like this is this big, huge confusing sci fi story, and you know what you might not get it all on the first time, but uh just follow along and you're gonna you know you're gonna get something out of it even if you don't uh catch absolutely everything along the way. Uh, which, you know, it takes a lot of trust, I think, in the audience to have them follow along on something like that.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen the first season of the OA. I haven't gotten to the second season yet. And I I loved some of what Britt Marling has done. And I liked the OA, but I I think you're right. It takes a lot. It it it, it felt like a lot of effort kind of getting into that show. And I I guess I think to me, the payoff wasn't quite what I had hoped for. But I do Mm -hmm. plan to watch the second season eventually.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting ending. Uh, I think it's it's worth uh, it's worth finishing. Yeah. But uh, all right, what do you got for your next one? Well, my
1: next piece is a terrible movie, um, but I feel like <laughs> it, it it is relevant here, and it is Criminal, starring Kevin Costner, um, mm. which is a movie about Kevin Costner plays this criminal. He's a psychopath. He's on death row, and Somehow, and I can't remember all the detail. I saw this movie, but it's not good. Um, but <laughs> but the concept of it, this was one of the first things that I thought of when I was watching Possessor. The idea of it is that Ryan Reynolds plays this uh, like CIA or FBI or some kind of government agent who was on the trail of this big conspiracy danger thing that's going to destroy the world, and he gets killed. And through some kind of sci-fi technology they implant his memories and like personality into kevin costner's character and i, I remember that i don't remember why <laughs> it has to be this like death row inmate and it can't just be one of ryan reynolds co-workers but some reason <laughs> it has to be that and so they have to get this crazy psychopath to help them um and he's got, you know, now he's got the warring personalities in his mind and all of that kind of stuff. And and that idea, really, the idea of the two personalities clashing within the same body and having sure. different agendas. You know, that's one of the main things here in Possessor that that Christopher Abbott's character, um, Colin, the actual guy, and Tazia, who's inhabiting him, are at odds with each other. They're trying to do the opposite thing, but they're stuck in the mm-hmm. same body. And I think that's one of the things that's going on in that movie. and. Incidentally, as I was googling things for this, I was looking up body swap movies. Ryan Reynolds three body swap movies that he has starred in. <laughs>
0: that that is interesting. I, and I'm sure I'm sure he's like lined up for some 80s uh remakes too, which there were plenty back then.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he did the change up with Jason Bateman, which was the that's the sort of 80s style comedy. Um but the, but he's in this one and then another one that I thought of that he's also in. Uh, selfless with Ben Kingsley, where he's the Ben Kingsley is the like rich mogul who takes over, uh, kidnaps Ryan Reynolds uh, and, and takes over his body so that he can become young again. So uh, mm. that's also a very bad movie. But Criminal is the bad movie that I've picked here.
0: N- now that I think about it, actually, another one to add to your list there is, uh, w- I, unless I'm misremembering it, the Pikachu movie. Uh, I think the weird twist ending was that he was like a real person. Oh, yeah, that's true. He turns
1: out to be the dad of the main kid in that movie (laughs) who's been trapped in Pikachu's body. You're right. What is up with this, Ryan Reynolds? Why has no one delved into this in great detail?
0: (laughs) Oh boy. Moving on from Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to another bad movie, All but right. um I I don't know. I actually kind of had a little bit of fun with it, even though it was very malign when it came out. That's Ghost in the Shell. Uh, the Scarlett Johansson, based on, of course, the classic anime series, and uh just the idea of taking these people and Putting, you know, in that case, taking a a robot body, you know, sorry anime fans, I don't know all the proper terms. Going back to the original, but I think that's uh, probably a
1: perfect. It's a robot term, yeah, I cy- think so. Or yeah. cy- cyborg. I mean, it's not cyborg a cyborg. I don't think there's some like special anime word for it.
0: Okay, that's good. Um, and and, put, and putting the uh, this other personality in and turning them into a killer, and so you know that is what what's going on here in Possessor. Although, of course, like you were talking about in that last piece uh one of the more interesting aspects of possessor i think is the uh the two personalities kind of fighting trying to fight for dominance within the body uh which i think is really what makes this movie so interesting and i i don't recall anything like that happening in uh ghost in the shell although possibly in the expanded universe of that that anime
1: yeah i don't know i've seen the original animated film and there's there's more to it than that but the the one that, that has the, the big following and I don't recall there being any anything like that um mm-hmm. in in the in the live action movie I think at one point doesn't she go to her family or is it is it the family of the body that she's in or is her her family yeah the... okay yeah so there's some aspect of that but I don't think the personality of that body exactly. yeah uh is is there in any way so I, I agree with you though I actually did kind of also like that live action ghost in the shell. Um, although I understand why people didn't like it. Sure. It's, it's that kind of,
0: uh, you know, that kind of movie where if you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, there's fun to be had.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. But, uh, and I, and I think Scarlett Johansson is good and, uh, and she's a good modern action star, but maybe has not the best choice of roles. <laughs> yeah. So what do you got for your next piece? Well, I and my next thing is another movie that I think follows in in similar fashion to Ghost in the Shell and that's RoboCop. Um mm-hmm. which is and and is also a movie that is a sci-fi movie with lots of really really graphic violence. Sure. Um, yeah. That that wouldn't qualify as a horror movie but is incredibly bloody and gory. And 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 another movie again sort of about The an identity being erased and a person being implanted into something and turned into this kind of killing machine slash, you know, agent of of a larger corporate entity. And I mean, in RoboCop, he's not entirely aware of everything right away, the main character. Mm -hmm. But whereas I think, you know, Tasia here there, you never get the sense that she's been duped necessarily. Right. But on the other hand, she's clearly being manipulated a bit by her boss, by Jennifer Jason Lee's character. And you get that great final scene where you can can tell that, like, you know, something's been, you know, changed within her mind. Uh, Yeah. And you have to wonder, like, if we see that between that scene and what we saw earlier, like, how far has she been changed, you know, before the movie began before what we saw? So I think there's that. And there's some of that sort of clash of identities in RoboCop where as he starts to get his memories back and he's rebelling against his programming, um, you get that internal struggle um, is something that's going on there. So, uh, yeah, RoboCop.
0: Uh, yeah, no, Robocop is one of those movies that comes up so often on this show, and I really <laughs> need to revisit it. It's been a while. That movie is just so packed with ideas and like things that you end up seeing elsewhere, you know? Um, But also, uh, back to Jennifer Jason Leigh, she is so good at playing just somebody you hate. (laughs) She's so great at that.
1: (laughs) She is. And what's great about that performance in this movie, though, is that she seems, you know, she's great. She's the character is great at like seeming sympathetic. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when the movie begins as even as a viewer, you're like, oh, this she's she's trying to care for Tasia and make sure that she's okay and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then over time you see how manipulative she is and yet she's always doing it with this kind of like patient, nice sounding voice. And Yeah. uh, yeah, I thought she was great, even though, or, you know, her part is much smaller. I thought she was really good in this. Absolutely.
0: So I will uh, move on to another piece here. I'm going to go with Alex Garland's Ex Machina, uh, another movie that deals with tech-based horror. Um, And aside from the story, which, of course, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, plenty plenty of the same kind of technological advancements and, and things that, that uh, opened the door for new kinds of horrific stories to be told. Uh, I'm going to focus a little more in on the score, actually, uh, which here in Possessor it's Jim Williams, but it sounds so similar to uh, the stuff that Ben uh, was it Ben Salisbury and Geoff Barrows did with like really with all of Alex Garland's projects, I believe, uh, Ex Machina, Annihilation, and Deb's. It it just really feels in that same vein of just like. Big, like horrific sounds that are just all really dissonant and uh really help to sell just the the strangeness and the uh uh just the the creepiness of the overall vibe that the movie's going for
1: yeah i you know i i didn't necessarily that didn't necessarily stick out as to me as much, but you know i I makes sense that you would notice uh, the score in sure. a film. And, <laughs> right, um, right. and I definitely know in those, in those Alex Garland projects, the score is a big, big part of it. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of all of his work, Alex Garland.
0: Oh yeah. I always looking forward to whatever he's going to do next, Yeah. but, uh, what do you got for your next piece?
1: So my next piece, and, uh, I was kind of looking at another thing where I was uh, just Googling and trying to find the right one, like with, with the right David Cronenberg movie or the right body swap movie, uh, the mm-hmm. right Philip K. Dick adaptation, because this felt very uh, Phil Dickian, as some people say. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with A Scanner Darkly in part because that's a good one. I almost picked uh, Paycheck, but that movie is bad. So, mm-hmm. um, But thematically, really any adaptation of a Philip K. Dick work, I think would fit in here. You could also maybe mention Total Recall. But A Scanner Darkly, I think mostly has that theme of identity and of not knowing who you really are. And also of a government of like an agent being so deep undercover that they lose track of who they are. And their bosses are manipulating them in part to get them to lose track of who they are. Um, right, <laughs> and of course, like visually, *A Scanner Darkly*, which is a rotoscope animation, um, is very, very trippy, more so than than those other like *Paycheck* or *Total Recall*, which are structured more as like straightforward action movies. Um, right, but *A Scanner Darkly*, Richard Linklater makes, you know, has has a great visual sense, and and that that animation is, it, it's it's you know realistic. The rotoscoping makes it you can see that it's recognizably real. And then when it deviates from reality, it really is very striking. So yeah, um, yeah that's my pick.
0: I I, I love that movie when it came out. Um,
1: that We don't get to see that rotoscoping often enough, I feel like. It's, it's a
0: cool thing.
1: It's Linklater's next film that he's making for Netflix. He's doing a bunch of rotoscoping on. Oh, good. Yeah. That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to that.
0: Uh, All right. I'll go with my next piece here. Uh, I'm going to go quite simply and say Avatar. Uh, James Cameron's avatar Uh, you know of course Jake Sully I don't know why I still remember that name uh, the most (laughs) memorable name the least (laughs) generic name that you could think of
1: for your character
0: (laughs) he's jumping into this alien body and, and I don't know I don't know if this is 100% accurate or not, but I feel like at some point over the long history of Avatar 2, there has been stories that we are going to delve a little bit into the psyche of not being in your own body anymore. And maybe that's actually where he's going, or maybe it's just going to be a big blockbuster action epic with no anything underneath the surface. I have no idea, Uh, but that seems kind of in the realm of of the issues that we're dealing with with Possessor.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if I would give James Cameron credit to to <laughs> explore a theme as difficult as that. But he's
0: not big on themes. Huh? Yeah, not really.
1: <laughs> or if he is, they're very basic and very on the surface. I mean, you 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 can't sure. watch Avatar and wonder what is he saying with this movie. Um, <laughs> so, but we have not seen Avatar two yet. We will not see it for another two years at least and and God possibly never when. even though they did just recently report that it was finished filming so yes it's supposed to be happening um so we can't really say but uh but yeah <laughs> i the first avatar of course and there's even some of that weird like the way they like plug their hair into each other or whatever is almost like that even though it's it's all organic but it it feels similar to that kind of technological organic interaction that we have here or that they that they have in existence as well that's true that is absolutely true so what do you got for your next one all right well so my last piece is John Woo's face-off um which is just fantastic um (laughs) and of course the acting in face-off is bigger the acting in this movie, let's say. And part That's of what's enjoyable of about Face it. Off is that it has these two iconic stars and you wanna see Nicolas Cage play John Travolta and John Travolta play Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage play John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage and all this kind of crazy oh, yeah. stuff. And we don't have that. I mean, Andrew Riseborough and Christopher Abbott are both great actors, but they don't yes. have that like iconic status to them where yeah. their own personality kind of comes through. But you definitely have those different layers of the the people playing each other, the actors having to play that. And that's a tough thing for an actor to do, I think, to play a character within another character. Sure. And of course, we also literally have the face-off moment in this movie where it's in this sort of fantastical dream realm or whatever. Uh, where where Colin imagines taking Tazia's face off and wearing it. And that's the image that we see in all the posters for this movie. So sure. um, yeah, face off, lots of fun. Yeah, I, great puzzle piece there. And yeah, I think Andrea Risborough is great in this, but
0: Christopher Abbott's gonna be the one that people walk away and rave about, I think going forward once this comes out.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has the, the more substantial role. And again, I think he ends up with more of those elements where he has to play the different characters kind of like warring inside him which is a yeah. tough thing to do. So yeah, he's he's excellent.
0: You know, I think uh, this weekend for my 40th, uh, we're going to be just watching a whole bunch of movies. And I think I just added Face Off to my list. Um, <laughs> oh, I, nice. I haven't seen it in far too long.
1: Yeah, I haven't <laughs> either. I mean, it's one of those things that you, you'll always remember, but um, uh-huh. I, it, it has been quite a while since I saw it.
0: So I only have one more piece, and this one's kind of uh, a little bit of a jokey piece, uh, but based on just the... The whole assassins using somebody else's body. I thought of the naked gun and uh, I must kill the queen, which, you know, <laughs> so I, I thought of that and I wanted to use that as All a right. quick piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reg,
1: <laughs> Reg, Reggie Jackson, right? Is Yeah. Heat. yeah. yeah. I believe go. so. <laughs>
0: oh, I love the naked gun so much. I, so. I know. We've
1: learned this on, uh, on many awesome movie year episodes. yes we
0: have just wait until uh what is it 87 maybe i don't know once it comes up i'm making you watch it (laughs) hey i love the naked
1: gun too i'm happy to watch it
0: (laughs) so our finished puzzle for possessor includes existence inception and tenant a little bit maybe uh dollhouse the oa criminal ghost in the shell robocop ex machina as well as other alex garland projects a Scanner Darkly, Avatar, Face Off, and a little bit of The Naked Gun in there as well. So uh, any, uh, any other thoughts about this movie, Josh, that we didn't quite get to within the puzzle pieces?
1: Um, no, I think it's interesting that almost all of our puzzle pieces are like sci-fi kinds of things. And, and again, this movie has been billed more as a horror movie. But sure. Um, so, I mean, I think that uh, we don't want to discount the horror elements if people are wondering about whether to see it like it is super gruesome. Um, it is. And it really is. I mean, I
0: actually, I, I have a bullet list of notes for this. And one of the notes is so violent. Yes. Like that's just all it says. Yes,
1: <laughs> it really is. And if people, I think, you know, if, if you're someone who thought, oh, Inception and, you know, A Scanner Darkly and uh, the OA, I like these kind of mind bending sci-fi things, but you're slightly squeamish, like don't see this <laughs> movie. Um, it's
0: true, <laughs> but no, I mean
1: I liked. it. I know when we were talking before that you liked it a lot, and I think mm-hmm. I I liked it too, but I think not as much as you did. And part of uh-huh. that was because I felt a little disappointed in how basic the story turned out to be. In that mm. it's it's actually really exactly what it seems like from the start, and right once you understand like the what this company does and what Tasia's job is, it really proceeds pretty linearly there. And I mean, what's great about this movie is the graphic violence that we talked about because it's so stylishly presented and so creative and just those mm-hmm. those kind of freak out moments of the characters battling with their identities internally. And and the visuals of this movie are great. And overall, I did like it, but I think I spent the whole movie thinking there's got to be some other plot twist coming because this is just mm-hmm. not quite enough. So that's my main I, I could see that.
0: Yeah, and I could definitely see that, because this is, like, I, I was actually surprised myself that this is kind of a straightforward action movie, really, when it comes down to it. It's just a straightforward action movie that happens to have some really great sci-fi ideas, I think, some great effects, some insane violence, and, you know, there, there's stuff that elevates it. But when it comes down to it, it really is kind of a uh, an action movie,
1: yeah. And, and I also think then, you know, if people look at this and they think, oh, this is going to be, I won't be able to follow it or it's going to be too confusing for me or something like, no, Inception is way more confusing than this movie.
0: <laughs> and Inception maybe isn't worth
1: all of that confusion. Right. But... Maybe. I like Inception, yeah. but ten, to me, yeah. ten, Tenet was more of a movie where by the end I was like, I, why was I even bothering to try to follow this really? <laughs> Oh,
0: I, I can't wait to finally see it. Someday sort of. Day. It's worth seeing. Yeah. Drive
1: to the drive-in. It's not that far away. You can do it. I can't stay up that late. I, <laughs> I mean, it starts at like 7.30 at night. Just, just late. get yourself a That's coffee, late. man. Come I'm on. tired right now. <laughs> I... All
0: right. Well, Josh, did you see anything else recently you'd like to uh, recommend to our listeners? Well,
1: I'm going to recommend a documentary again. I think I did this last time, um, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's been some good uh, documentaries. I know my awesome movie year co-host Jason Harris has talked about how great a year for documentaries this has been, and he's seen a lot more than I have. But one that's coming out, it's going to be out on VOD on October 6th, so I don't know how that relates to when this is going to be out. But either very soon or just recently. Uh, this uh-huh. movie called The Ringmaster, and it actually has a connection here in Vegas. Um, the The sort of star of this movie is a Las Vegas guy named Zachary Cap, who decided he was going to become a filmmaker and make a movie about this chef in Minnesota who makes the world's greatest onion rings and is sort of unsung and just works at this bar in a little town in Minnesota, but the onion rings he's been making for decades are the best. And so this guy sets out to make a movie about it and gets way too into this and obsessed with kind of trying to get these onion rings famous and out to the world. And this this chef who clearly does not want to be in the documentary or have... (laughs) Him, his his he just wants to make onion rings in this little bar and this 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 loud uh overly enthusiastic Vegas dude who's a recovering gambling addict has come in and disrupted his entire life and so the movie ultimately was taken over by other people who worked on it and cre- made into a movie about the movie and about this guy's obsession with the onion rings which went on for like three years. Um, so it's in the vein of stuff like the Amazing Jonathan movie and Tickled, where it's a documentary that kind of turns into being about its own making.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, but yeah.
1: like those movies, it's it's interesting and in it's twists and turns, and it has a core of kind of sadness, really, because this this poor chef guy has it, it things. It, I don't want to spoil it all, but it doesn't all go well. So <laughs> uh, anyway, I recently interviewed Zachary Cap, who's very nice for uh, for KNPR. And yeah, it's a, it's a, if you're interested in the documentary format, um, or you want to see, you know, a, a Las Vegas character, he's very much like a Las Vegas identifiable kind of character for this town. So check out the ringmaster.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I'm definitely going to check that movie out. Sounds great. Uh, all right, cool. Well, Josh, why don't you tell people where they could find your
1: work and, uh, also awesome movie here. Well, you can find me uh, at joshbellhateseverything.com and at joshbellhateseverything on Facebook and at Signal Bleed on Twitter. And of course, if you're here in Vegas, check out uh, Fridays at 11 a.m. on KTNV Channel 13 for my uh, weekly movie reviews. And Awesome Movie Year is at awesomemovieyear.com, at uh, Awesome movie Year on Facebook, and awesome movie Pod on Twitter. I think I got that right
0: and that sounded right to me
1: yeah and of course wherever you <laughs> listen to piecing it together or your favorite podcasts check us out we've been uh, we're heading toward the end of our season on the films of 1977 we've got some fun bonus stuff coming up and a whole nother season on the way
0: absolutely well josh thank you as always for being here and i always look forward to having you on the show yeah
1: we'll do it again soon Hey guys, I'm Sarah, and I'm Stephanie, and we're the hosts of Dead, Dead Time, Time stories. stories. Dead Time Stories, with a Z, is a weekly podcast where we tell you stories of ghosts, hauntings, mysteries, conspiracies, the supernatural, paranormal, the generally eerie, spooky, and all-around weird. If you like scary stories, witty banter, and classy broads, we're your ghouls. Gals. Gals. Some of our stories include Eastern State Penitentiary. No. And where is it? And where is That's it? Does it 12. 12. No! <laughs> the Gettysburg Dime Museum. They
0: were like, show starts at five, Mr. President. He was like, thank you, five.
1: No, 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 so he was like, Thank you, five. <laughs> fort Mifflin. So the Americans burned down their own fort. They were like, oh you, you, you this want for, this? You want this? Come well, and get this. Welcome it. to Philly. <laughs> and more. New episodes are posted Thursdays at midnight on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Listen and subscribe, rate and review today.
0: All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Possessor. Cool movie, seek it out. It is open now in theaters. uh, As we mentioned in the conversation, I'm not quite going back to the theaters yet. uh, But, you know, go to a drive-in or rent a theater or... Do what's safe. Do what feels safe wherever it is you live. If you live somewhere where going to the theaters makes sense, go do it. Uh, I can't freaking wait to go back to the theaters. But for now, there's VOD and there's streaming and there's all kinds of other ways to check out movies. And uh, drive-ins. Go to the drive-in. Go watch Possessor at the drive-in. I'm sure it's open somewhere within driving distance of you. So that does it for today. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to Piecing It Together. We really appreciate all you out there. Uh, you know, September was probably the best month we've ever had here on the show, and we've just been getting a lot of new listeners, a lot of great new feedback, and I just, I love doing the show, and, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, I just turned 40, and I am really looking forward to continuing this thing for a long, long time, so... If you are enjoying the show, we'd love to hear your feedback. You know, you can always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, but you could also just get in touch with me. Uh, My email address is bydavidrosan at gmail.com, or just tweet at us at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all these movies, and you could chat with us in there. Uh, But in general, i just love to hear from you guys, and if you ever want to join me for an episode, I'm always looking for new co-hosts to join me on upcoming movies, so get in touch. And also, I should mention, we have a Patreon, and last episode was the album commentary for the new album, David Rosen, and if you go to the Patreon, we now have album-length commentaries for all four of my previous albums, so check those out on Patreon exclusively, as well as some awesome exclusive awesome movie or content, so... Definitely check that Patreon out. Lots of good stuff. Patreon.com slash Rosen. So that's it for today. Let's leave you guys with a piece of music like we always do. And I want to play something creepy-ish because of this movie. But I, I'm realizing, well, I, I've mentioned this before, that this new album, David Rosen, really is probably my least creepy album and so i I think i'm gonna actually dig back instead of playing something from the new album and instead let's go back to my first album echoes in the dark let's play something creepy all right let's go with the track broken circuits this will fit a lot better with a movie like this so and and let me just tell you a little sneak preview i haven't mentioned this anywhere else but one of my i'm working on Concurrently, three new albums that will come out over the next like three or four years, Uh, and I'm I'm kind of theming them a little bit differently each album, and one of them is going to be all dark creepy music and so when that one comes out i'm gonna have plenty of stuff to show you guys so for for movies like possessors so uh lots more music coming your way but right now let's dig back to my very first album echoes in the dark and go with the song broken circuits which also happens to have a really cool music video over on my website so go check that out and we'll be back with more piecing it together coming up real soon